The Natural Hat Trick with Luke Lipinski, Craig Morgan, and Jamie Eisner. Welcome into episode 210 of the Natural Hat Trick Podcast alongside Craig Morgan. The Natty Hattie and Jamie Eisner. It's night again. And Jackie the Duck. Hey, Luke, where's your duck? We my, found it. My duck is right here, courtesy of George Fowler, right, Craig? George Fowler sent it to my house, asked for my address, which was creepy enough. <laughs> then sent a photo of the package sitting by my front gate, which made me wonder whether George was actually outside my gate or... Was he? Amazon held him. I don't know. I, I couldn't still, verify. It's a mystery. I couldn't verify. We uh, we we loved the the gift so much that we're actually doing the show from Craig's house. Yeah. So if our audio sounds a little bit different than normal, uh, deal with it. We That's pretty much our answer. Right? <laughs> deal with it. Don't we, complain to us about audio quality this week because we had a really good dinner at my house and Craig wined and dined us and then forced yeah. us to record this podcast here in his his quote unquote quiet room. Yes. Uh, I, I don't know. I had a lot of questions. Some might call it a panic room. But. Yeah. There's a lot of chain link fence in here. No windows. A lot of barbed wire, too. I didn't expect that. Uh, Except for something else. Oh, okay. Oh boy, it's uh, it's 10 p.m. on Sunday night, and I have to say we asked for potential questions, and we're instantly hit with what like, like we're two dozen like 20. inundated. Yeah, we can't get to them all. 10 p.m. on a Sunday. What are night. you all doing on a Sunday night? By the way, we want to know. What are we doing on a Sunday night at well, 10 o'clock? We're having a good dinner. Yeah, we're, that's true. Craig I actually no did idea why you're paying nice. attention to us though. Dinners and ducks, and uh, we well, the reason we met up and tolerated each other in our spare time was yeah. to create the all natty hattie team. Truth, which was uh, posed to us by a listener many months ago, and I don't remember which listener it was. Oh, I feel badly about that, too. I was trying to remember. Yeah. But whoever you were that asked us to come up with the all Natty Hattie team in May... And, and we told you we were going to do it next week? Yes. It was one of those weeks. This is this, this is, is a week. week. You it's, can give us a shout-out and take credit so we can give credit you should. the following week. Absolutely. Or forget. Yeah, we'll probably forget that, too. But still, it'll be, it'll be fun. Um, so the way we made that team is we actually, like came together and basically voted on stuff and discussed it and hashed out an entire team. Yes, and we made Luke make one crucial decision and his head almost exploded. It was a very crucial decision, so we'll get to that. Well, we'll get there. Let's uh, let's start with some of the news of the week. <laughs> well, we, look, look, we have to start with the biggest news, right? Oh, absolutely the biggest news. Our podcast last week was inundated with 10 reasons why you should trade for Milan Lucic just in time. For someone to trade for Milan Lucic. And somehow, some way, the Oilers traded Milan Lucic and are in a worse cap situation than they were with Milan Lucic. Not only did they trade him, they traded him within the division and within the province. Within the province. (laughs) To Calgary. Pierre Dorian would be so mad. I'm not sure. Brad, Brad, tree living, uh, we we thought about it. We thought about it right after the trade went out. Thought about texting you one word. B. Why? Just one letter. Why, Brad? Just B. Why? Why B? So I, get I look. I get taking the chance on James Neal. He's only had one terrible season, and if we think about what we were thought James Neal was when he signed in Calgary versus what we thought we got from him last year, it's a worthy risk. But I don't understand this from Calgary's perspective. I don't get it. What are you What are you getting in Milan Lucic? Well, you're getting a monster, a possession monster. A yeah, possession where's, monster. where's that list? I mean. <laughs> Fear, you're getting fear. Fear, uh, oh, playoff experience, veteran experience yeah. in the locker room. Um, good in the room. Good in he's the room. just been in a two and a half year scoring slump, so he's due to break out. I can't remember everything on the list, but those were the main points, right? I look. Oh, I don't God. know how Edmonton pulled this off. Um, it feels I, like they're both losers, though, right? Well, like, they this are. It feels losers. like they're both losers. I just realized Nobody I can't. Wants. I can't type into my laptop because it's going to make noise.
wise. So I have to just remember James Neal's stats off the top of my head. Should be we easy. can look them up. Use your phone if you want. Yeah, you have this device in your pocket that has it's not in my pocket. It's only got like three percentage battery left. James Neal though has been a forty goal scorer and is pretty consistently a twenty plus goal scorer last year, notwithstanding. So I'm going to go ahead and assume the Oilers get, let's say, twenty goals out of them. If they get 20, 25 goals out of him, it's it's a great trade for them. They got rid of Milan Lucic's contract, first of all. And look, he's going to be playing with I – don't, I don't know how things are going to shake out in Edmonton yet, whether Dave Tippett is going to divide up uh, Milan, uh, uh, Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl. Mm-hmm. He's going to be playing with really talented players, so he's going to have a chance to revive his career. Edmonton got better. Yeah. Um, yeah. Edmonton has gotten better this summer. Better coach. Um he replaced Milan Lucic with a guy that will at least get you 10 goals. So he's better. That's worthy of, of suiting up on the ice? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. suiting up. So the Oilers are a better team. And look, when we talk about the Western Conference, we talk about the, the trouble that I think the local team is going to have getting in the postseason. It's not It's not so much that the top teams in the, in the conference, because we've talked about how them have, they've kind of taken a little bit of a step back. The bottom of the conference has gotten a little bit better. Like I don't think the Oilers are a playoff team, but they've gotten better. The Canucks, if Pedersen is healthy, they're going to be competitive. Again, not a playoff team, but competitive. So there's not a lot of gimme wins outside of Southern California in, say, in the Western Conference anymore. Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you have to account for, what, 110 points for Colorado. I mean, everybody else can't have those points uh, if they get. We'll get into that. Again. <laughs> what does Jackie think about this? I like Jackie. Can you translate? Um, I, I can't because I just met him. Okay. But I would say by next week's episode, I'll be able to translate. I don't expect to talk a lot about the Penguins on this show, so I just wanted Jackie to have something to say. Uh, Did you know the Penguins spent a lot on their blue line? Yeah. Okay. You know Chicago did? Yeah. I definitely knew that. You don't have a bell. I don't That's have true. That is a drawback. I don't yeah. have, I actually have a really big bell, actually. You want me to get it? Yeah. You guys talk. Okay. You you should, talk amongst yourselves. You should probably be bringing that to uh, every episode. While you're gone, we'll talk about Jacob Truba. Okay. Okay. Because I don't really want to talk about Jacob Truba. Seven years, eight million per. I mean, that's that's a premium. I mean, that is that is you're paying him as that top-pairing defenseman. And I certainly believe he has the ability to be that and to return that sort of value. But it's, I mean, it's at least a little bit of a risk. But... I mean, they were always going to sign him to a big deal once they made that trade. I'd uh, just based on the conversation we had last week, I'd still rather have Oliver than Truba, and they're basically both making. I'd about rather the same. have this bell. Look at this bell. Oh my, that's you the like Liberty bell. bell for Brent Seabrook. Well, hold on, let me just let, let let me and Jamie properly say something, and you ring oh, it. Okay. How far away should I be when I ring this bell? Um, this is this this more accurately depicts how I feel about Brent Seabrook. So, especially uh, after Milan Lucic got traded. So, so how do you feel that Milan Lucic can get traded, but the Blackhawks can't get out of Brent Seabrook's contract? Here's how I feel. <laughs> Calling the cops on us now. <laughs> Craig's dog just got angry and left. Why don't you bring that into the studio every week? Other than the fact that it's illegal in this country to have a bell that it weighs twenty pounds. That was that was something. There's a lot of pent up Seabrook aggression. Yet it is still a I better, feel better actually. Yet it's still better positionally than Brent Seabrook. Well, that's true. It's moving faster too, Jamie. If you look at it over there. So that's about it on Jacob Truba. You you traded for him. You're obviously going to sign him. Yeah. Um, would you rather have him or Oliver, Craig? Because they're both making about Oliver. the same. Yeah. I also think this shows how much Winnipeg really undervalued Jacob Truba for a long time. <laughs> yes, the way things ended there was was strange. It kind of felt like both sides knew that there was no 
real hope for a long time. Yeah, and that, that's fine. But even like two years ago, we just kept hearing like, oh, Winnipeg's going to give up Truba for whatever just to make some space or do whatever. I, I mean, it was a misplay on their part. Yeah. They have gotten worse. It's 25 years old, too. Yeah. 50 points last season. And a steady presence. Mm-hmm. Was he right handed shot, too? Yes. Like, I mean, it's yes, like he's a right handed shot. So we talk about like. Somebody in the West has to do something, but I just I can't help but feel like teams like Winnipeg miss their window. Yeah. Their window's still I, open, kind of, but like, is it? They're, they're significantly worse than they were the last two I years. I don't like their blue line so much. Uh, do you think I, there's I don't know what's going to happen to that team. Significantly worse? Trading a top-line defenseman for a third-pair defenseman is enough to knock you down a few A points. little bit. I would say it knocks them down a little bit. I still... They were not that far off beating St. Louis. They lost Myers too. I mean, they lost Myers too, and they also on their their blue line. They no, they're definitely worse. They I just don't, don't know how have much that worse. Second line center either. They had Paul Stasny for that yeah. playoff one. They had Kevin Hayes for half a second. Well, that wasn't didn't really work out. They don't have that other piece right now. Yeah. So yeah. to me, you're down a top pair defenseman, a second pair defenseman, and second line center off of a team that could have been a cup contender. Now I have some concerns. And, and Bufflin's not going to play forever. Yeah, and Brian Little. Yeah, to your point about the second line center, Brian Little's just declining. Yeah, we're watching him decline. So they have some issues. Yeah, they do. That's fair. Well, I'm looking at the over/unders. We're going to get to later in the show. What is Winnipeg's, by the way? Well, that's why I was looking. Ninety-six and a half points. Um, Well, we can. (sighs) Okay, we'll talk about that later. We can scurry through this real quick. Uh, We should also point out that Craig was kind enough to offer us cheesecake, and Jamie doesn't like cheesecake because cheesecake. He's from New York, by the way. I know. Yeah. But just the simple fact that you're from this planet and you don't like cheesecake, it, it raises doesn't, some questions. What doesn't do it for me? What does do it for you, Jamie? Blake Wheeler? <laughs> That's about uh, it. Uh, Awkward silence. Yeah. That'd be a lot funnier if everybody was in the room with us as we were coming together with our teams hours ago. But but now it's not as no, funny. Yeah. Uh, I still think it's funny. Do we want to do the questions now or do we want to do the all Natty Hattie team reveal? How are we going to reveal this? By saying the names, oh. how are we going to reveal this? There's like, <laughs> well, what, what other method? Let's do the team. Let's get to the team. This They've been waiting podcast. long enough. It's been months. It's been minutes into this podcast. Can't we have like uh, Will Arnett come in and, and like announce it or something? Or I don't think that's no. a possibility okay. right now. My dog is available right now. Your dog is very upset after that yeah. giant bell. Yeah, he actually doesn't look so upset. He's on his back right now. No, he looks pretty happy. Okay, All right. so the way we did this is we didn't. Like, it's not like we sat here and each came up with three individual teams. We came up with one team, centers, left wings, right wings, four deep at every position, right defense, left defense, and then goalie. And three reserves. Three reserves. And a coach, two assistant coaches, and a GM. Well, a hybrid GM. Well, we'll get there. Okay. So do we want to read off the actual team first or the lines we came up with? Let's let's go position let's by go position. Back. Okay, let's so, start with the all important center position. Unlike some teams in the in the NHL, we decided to build from the center position first. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So these are in no particular order, but these are the six guys on the team. Okay, I'm just gonna. In fact, I'm gonna purposely say them out of order. So, so when we'll we come do back the to the lines yeah. later. Gotcha. So you're so smart, Luke. Thank you, Jamie. I know. God, we admire you. Thank you, both of you. Jackie, how do you feel about that? He's like my support duck. I feel like Jackie's vocal range is pretty limited. Yeah, well, I don't think Jackie cares for that. Don't touch Jackie, Jamie. You were not allowed. <laughs> who, who said you were allowed to touch the duck? Um, all, right. all right, here's the centers that, that made the team. We went six deep at center. Austin Matthews, Connor McDavid, Alexander Barkov, Patrice Bergeron, Sidney Crosby. 
Nathan McKinnon. We got to Cole Harbor there at the very end. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that even that list left off some deserving three, players. At least three. I mean, it left off more than three, but three in particular. I mean, Mark Scheifele, Evgeny Malkin. And John Tavares John is the Tavares, most underappreciated yeah. center. Who, John, if you're listening, I tried to fight for you being on this team. And both Craig and Jamie were quite disrespectful. Well, one, John Tavares is not listening. Two, Luke Luke did fight for him. Uh, I, I'll, but, again, he's good, but you don't have so many players on this list. And, again, we also, as, as Luke said, we didn't want to put 12 centers on this team. We, we did this for the purpose. Yeah, I'll tell you. Construct the roster. We did two, we, three reserves on the team, two are centers, and one are, one's a defenseman. That's it. Yeah. And we have a backup goalie. But, I mean, we yeah, we didn't want to – we tried to make this as realistic of, as possible. It's more of a platoon situation, Luke. That's where no. the league's yeah. going. Yeah. We'll get there. Okay. okay. Uh, but I will say John Tavares, I believe, was third last year in goals. I can't look up anything on the computer. I think what he had 47 is, goals. Is, yeah, that's, that's cute. Uh, if you All go, right, like, so over the last three years, he's one of the top goal scorers. That's great. Nobody in two of the years, he played on the Islanders. Nobody cares about John Tavares. He's not on our and team. I will also say Evgeny Malkin over the last three years scored more goals than any of these guys except – I think McDavid and Crosby. Okay, cool story, bro. Um, so let's talk about the guys that are actually on our team that matter. Okay. These guys matter. Everybody else doesn't matter in the whole league. Uh, the, the first name there was obviously unanimous across the board. Uh, that there, there's this guy in Edmonton, uh, Connor McDavid. You might have heard of him. I think we were pretty much – I don't think we have to do much explaining as to why Connor McDavid makes the team. Is Edmonton going to make the playoffs? I don't know. No. I don't know what's going to happen at the bottom of the West. I'm curious because we, we see the turnover every year. We talked about this on the last podcast. There's always turnover. In the playoff team, so there are going to be a couple surprises both ways. They got rid of Chiarelli, they added Tippett, they got rid of Lucic, and they added James Neal. Tippett knows how to get the most out of not much. He has two stars. This yeah. team is more talented than the team he took over in 2009-2010. I think Edmonton might make the playoffs. So that's just just something to be aware of. I wouldn't be shocked. Maybe that maybe we should talk about them more in that conversation with Arizona and Chicago. We should. But Edmonton's right there. That blue line, though. But you know, we'll see. But obviously McDavid is, is the clear choice there. I think he's the best player in the game. Anybody want to argue that point? I don't think so. No. Oh, not anymore, I guess. No, I can't. can't. Uh, Matthew Lombardi, Shane Doan, Redeem Verbata were the top three-point producers on that first Dave Tippett coach Coyotes team. Matthew Lombardi. Mm-hmm. Matthew Lombardi, Speed. 53 points. Redeem Verbata, 43 points. And Shane Doan led the team with 55. McDavid will have. Is that the year like Upshaw and Lombardi had that weird the All Star break? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Is that yeah. the year Upshaw and Lombardi had that weird run for two months where they seemed to score like crazy and then yeah Upshaw yeah. got hurt, which yeah. was which hurt him. And of course Shane Doan got hurt in the playoffs, which really hurt him. But we don't want to rehash that. Yeah. yeah. Let's get back to our team. Uh, player number two, uh, Sidney Crosby. Yeah, I still don't think the gap between McDavid and Crosby is that big. Crosby gets lost in the shuffle of being on a very mismanaged Penguins team. Hit him, but just an unbelievable. Where's your duck? Jimmy almost strangled. <laughs> Just like your mouth for a strangle. I'm, I'm going to move Jackie away from Jamie. Sorry, Jamie. Um, Am I supposed to be within 500 feet of Jackie? <laughs> <laughs> that was bound to happen eventually. It took like nine minutes. Um, Cosby was awesome last season. And yeah. I think people <clears throat> somehow... That player being underrated is crazy, but he had an amazing season. He, he hasn't dropped off. Year. It's just the team around him has. Uh, but, yeah, McDavid, Crosby. He's on the team. Pretty, and uh, then Nate, Nate McKinnon, who you and I just will gush about every time we get a chance to. I, I, I think I said if I was starting my team from scratch, age matters, contract matters, all that stuff matters. He'd be my number two overall pick in this fantasy behind time. McDavid. Behind McDavid. Yeah, this, so again, for this, the way we built this team, it's not supposed to be based, it's supposed to be for going into play in the 2019 yes. 20. Salary and stuff doesn't matter. Yeah. It's best team. But I just, if but we it, lived in a fantasy draft world where we had the whole league started over, yes. 
Connor, Mc, uh, Connor McDavid would be my first pick, Nate McKinnon my second pick. But um, it's only for one year, the right. way we yes. did this team. So for center, we had those three. There was really no issue. The problem is, or was, picking a fourth center, and then we went through and picked the bench, and there was two more centers. So Patrice Bergeron was always going to be a bench guy on this list. Yeah. Just it's his two-way ability. I mean, he's still putting up a ton of points. Got to have him on the team. Plays a ton of minutes. Uh, you, you have to have a player like that on your team somewhere. Um, Jamie wanted Austin Matthews. Craig wanted Alexander Barkov. So why don't you guys make your cases at the exact same time? Uh, oh, I thought we were well, Jamie's case was terrible. So, Craig? <laughs> I, I, I think Barkov's one of the ten best players in this league. I think Matthews will be there shortly. I, I do. Th- you can make an argument for both of these guys. I don't have a problem with Austin Matthews being on the team. I just think Barkov has been underrated for so long. Well, to be fair, you wanted Matthews on the team too. I we did. were yeah, trying to yeah, pick. We were trying to pick who's actually getting minutes playing on the fourth right. line. Right. Look, injuries are a factor too. But I, I, I think if we had we'd seen Austin Matthews play eighty two games the last two years, we'd be talking a different story. Because you look at his thirty four goals, sixty three points two years ago, thirty seven goals, seventy three points last year. Well, he's missed. Missed 20 games a year prior. He missed 14 games last season. You know, you're talking about a bona fide 40 goal scorer and a point per game player, yeah. more than a point per game player from the center position. You're splitting hairs at the top here, but I, I err on the side of goal scoring with Austin Matthews. One of the best shooters I've watched. That's the same covering the game. And both guys have the ability to improve going into the next season. Markov's just, just a ridiculous talent. I'm really curious to see what he can do under Joel Quindle. So what we ultimately did, since those two couldn't settle it like mature adults, is we had me decide who was going to be the fourth player to actually get playing time. And what I used to decide it was what Craig just said, Austin Matthews maybe being the best shooter in the league. If you look at goals from centers over the last two years, I know this doesn't tell the whole story, but goals from centers, Matthews is eighth with 71, but he's played 30 less games than everybody in front of him because of the injuries. So there's a very real possibility he's the best goal scorer in the league right now. I mean, so you're possible. saying he's a soft goal scorer. <laughs> that's fragile. I'm not saying that. No. Um, I will point out John Tavares led all centers in goals. That's, that's lovely. With He's not on the team. Even He's more sitting than, at home. Even more than Connor McDavid, actually. He's sitting at home. Um, but, yeah, that, there's there's a possibility that Austin Matthews is the best goal scorer in the NHL. I mean, we were having that conversation two months into last mm-hmm. season before he got hurt. So. Mm-hmm. He's got to play. Mike Babcock is not coaching this team, so Matthews will play significant minutes. Yes. Uh, especially in key situations. So Barkov and Bergeron on the bench. Two left wing. We go. We were pretty unanimous. I think we on were this. unanimous on this. Across the board, shockingly. It was we, easy. We, and we yeah. did not talk to each other beforehand. No. We usually try not, not at all. To. We didn't even speak to each other about, like, dinner. Uh, yeah, we no. usually try not to speak yeah. to each other, period. Yeah. Yeah, this is all a facade. Like, we hate each other. We're actually in three separate rooms with bad acoustics yeah. right now. Um, Johnny Gaudreau. Leon Dreisaitl, Alex Ovechkin, Brad Marchand. 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 I, I think it's tough to argue with this. Leon Dreisaitl is a superstar. And the reason why he's playing left wing is he does play that significantly. Uh, I know he plays, you know, he mixes between center and left wing. So that's the one guy we kind of thought it was reasonable to move to a wing since he plays there significantly. He's a star. What if I told you he likes cheesecake? Okay. Okay. Didn't, I, didn't I, don't, not, I don't hate cheesecake. I just don't prefer to eat it. I think the only guy we had here as, as a, a candidate to to bump one of these guys was Artemi Panarin. I don't think we ever got there. We didn't, we no. didn't get 
all the way there to look, replacing one of these four players. Ovechkin's still an elite goal scorer. Brad mm-hmm. Marchand does everything well yep. nowadays. Dreisaitl is a 50-goal scorer that does, I mean, is top five in points now. And Johnny Gaudreau is, if, if you haven't had a chance to watch Johnny Gaudreau play hockey, just just go to a game where Gaudreau is playing and just isolate on him all game. He is such a fantastic player to watch. If you had to pull, like, if, if you had to put Panarin on the team, which one of those four would you pull? I don't think Dreisaitl or Ovechkin is even debatable, no. so it's Gaudreau or Marchand. I, I picked Goudreau before Marchand, but I, I think it's either way there. I, 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 I'd go the opposite direction. I'd, I'd drop Goudreau off the team before I drop Marchand off the team. Marchand's season was just ridiculous yeah. last year, both postseason and regular season. He was so consistent. He, he was. He was. Except when he makes line changes with seven seconds left in the period. And yeah, or licks people. Yeah. Well, he didn't do that last year, at least. Yeah. You know. uh, right wing was tougher. Slightly. The ones we took were Mikko Rantanen, Patrick Kane, Mark Stone, Nikita Kucherov. Yeah, and Stone was the one that was the biggest debate for us. The other three we kind of... Settled on, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Kucherov, uh, how can you watch what he's done the last couple of years and not believe he's, he's, he's up there? Patrick Kane has been arguably the best winger or among the best wingers in the game for, what, how many years now? Uh, I mean, he's been toiling away in anonymity because the Blackhawks have mismanaged the cap so badly. You, for the don't, last don't, don't, don't make Craig get up and get a giant, <laughs> giant, giant bell again. There's a lot of people who just still believe he's the most skilled player in the game. Hmm. He's the guy that's still but all these great More players. More than McDavid? Skill, just pure skill. S- stick skills. What okay. he can do. McDavid's speed is. He's one of those rare guys that accelerates when he has the puck. He does. We saw it in Glendale firsthand <laughs> last year mm-hmm. with one hand on the stick. Yeah. Um, the guys that we debated that didn't quite make the cut were Mitch Marner, which will probably get us banned from Toronto. Yeah. Because if this was a Toronto podcast, he would have been starting at every position. Right. Uh, David Pasternak, who just didn't have enough room, and Blake Wheeler. I don't know how I managed to get Blake Wheeler off this team with his biggest fan to my left yeah. and Craig actually ringing yeah, the bell I, for him. I wasn't the one that said Blake Wheeler. I thought about Blake Wheeler, but uh, my, mine was Pasternak. Yeah, I, I mean, but, you could build a team off the guys we left off the team, and it's it's pretty amazing. I mean, Mark Stone, and this is this is to to your guys' point. His goal scoring, his ability to put up points with nothing prior, prior to Vegas, nothing around him. Yeah, yeah. Over the last few years, is just remarkable. Um, we didn't even talk about Phil the Thrill. No, no. I mean, there, there, there's a ton of really good players we didn't talk about, but these were just the names we came up when we were each trying to vote. And we put them all in lines. So do you want, do you want to read we'll off our lines? Well, let's go through the defense. Okay. Jamie. Fine. Uh, right defense. We tried to just go, we, we went, we split it down the middle. Right-handed shots, left-handed shots. Um, so on the right side, Brent Burns, Eric Carlson, and John Carlson. And then Chris Letang on the bench. Yes. Anything <laughs> there? Not really. Once we settled on Latang as a as a reserve, I think we were all in yeah. agreement here. Um, if you haven't been paying attention to John Carlson's last couple seasons, I think you really need to go back. That might be a name that, if you've been watching closely, it shouldn't surprise you. But if you haven't, if you've kind of been casually watching, especially if you're a Western Conference fan, go watch what John Carlson's been doing the last couple of years. He's 70 points last season. Really yeah. become an elite defenseman. Jamie has a John Carlson tattoo. Do you want to tell us where it is? Uh, I know. I, I only saw certain people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then on the left side... Victor Hedman, Roman Yossi, Mark Giordano. Uh, I think we all had yeah, Hedman I mean, unanimously. Victor, yeah. Victor Hedman's the best all-around defenseman in the game. Yeah. The, the one guy that to watch here that also shoots right that is probably going to be on this list very soon is Seth Jones. Yeah. We had a tough time leaving off this team. Yeah, he was on my uh, initial list. He's, again, when he's 
puts together a full healthy season, right. he's going to be get a little more productive. And I realize I keep saying game. I keep saying again, forgetting that the listeners have not heard our our long diatribe that we put this team together. Yeah, no, we've been here for three hours working on this team. Well, the team didn't really take that we really long. Really, eight no. for an hour and a half. Yeah. yeah. We, we, we worked on the team for like 14 minutes. And then we well, then you took 30 minutes to decide Matthews versus Barkoff. And that was a big decision, and right. I stand by it. And I even took your side. I know. Oddly enough. Yeah. It's nice to be even on the right side of the history. I know. Even after the meal and the cheesecake. Yeah. Well, no, well, it was, no, it was before, before the cheesecake. cheesecake. It was before the cheesecake. You could have bribed me You should have waited. Because A, the cheesecake was amazing, and B, it would have reminded me how out of his mind Jamie is. Yeah, so I would have questioned his judgment. Well, see, if I could do this all over again, Austin Matthews. I'm sorry. Uh, head coach, this was absolutely unanimous. Do or, or not? Do you need a goalie in the NHL? I kind of feel like we do. Uh, okay, the goalies, we basically narrowed it down to three, well, correct? One, yeah, one was unanimous. Yeah, I kind of had to come around on him, but yeah. he needs to be there. Well, so yeah, ben Bishop. I mean, unanimous by the adults. Sergey Bobrovsky. <laughs> no, it wasn't it. No, I said Ben Bishop ben already. You were too busy talking over it. And Pekka Rene. Rene didn't make the team. Uh, he's... Pretty amazing. Yeah, I mean, I mean, if, if you want to put him in over Bobrovsky, I'm not gonna right. fight you too hard over him. Yeah. Interestingly, we didn't we didn't have Andre Vasilevsky really in the discussion all that much. He was the fourth one. I, was, I mean, yeah, Vasilevsky. Yeah, but, yeah. I like was, he's benefited from his system a little bit more than the other goalies. Who else would you have even brought up? Like maybe Flurry, maybe yeah, Mark Andre Flurry. Flurry. I mean, John Gibson is in in the periphery of the conversation. I would like to see him on a team that can pretend. Other guys just haven't done it long enough, right? Like a guy like Robin Leonard who had a great season, but yeah, we'll see. He's going to Chicago now, so something will go wrong. <laughs> He'll actually collide with Corey Crawford, and they'll both suffer concussions. And, and yeah, board. Speaking of which, if he's healthy, Corey Crawford deserves yes, consideration. He's, he's a great goalie when he plays. Well, fine, but he's like eighth on this list. No, Corey Crawford would be number two for me if he was healthy. If you told me I'm going to get 60 games of Corey Crawford, I'm putting Bishop and Crawford on this list. Especially behind that blue line. Whew. You, you have I'm a Corey Crawford stands. Corey Crawford Stupid. over Pecorino after all he's yes. accomplished. And Sergey Bobrovsky has won two best. Yes. All right. I don't know if I take him over Bobrovsky, but I might take him over Pecorino. Well, that's fine. But not you're not putting him Pecorina. on the stuff, too. Uh, As they say in Finland. That sounded Italian. Okay. Head coach, Barry Trotz. Easy. Yeah, duh. He's done it with three teams. Uh, this team has talent. Assistant coaches are Joel Quenville. Sorry, Stan Bowman. And well, we settled on a, another guy just because it's our podcast. Just for the we don't care what you think. He's Tor- a good coach. Too. We want John Tortorella on our team. He, uh, he does all the, he does all the press conferences. Yes. Can you imagine Trotz coaching a team with Quenville and Tortorella as his assistants? Uh, like no. Trotz would just get overrun. <laughs> and Quenville would get angry and yell Trotz when he meant Torts and Torts when he meant Trotz. I mean, this is rot with comedy. Yeah. Um, we did. Sort of realized that if they had Mike Yo as an assistant on this team, they would lose. It would cancel to Slovenia. Out. Well, yeah. no, John Cooper, they would get swept by Slovenia yeah. in some sort of in the first round. So we okay. tried to keep it with teams with coaches that actually could win in the playoffs too. And our GM, Craig, you want to announce our GM? Yeah, his name is uh, Steven Iserpoil. Yeah, we had our time coming up with a uh, <laughs> a distinction between Iserman and Poil. I believe I said Iserman. Jamie said I said Poyle. Poyle and so we went to Craig to make a decision and even though he made fun of me for taking a while to make the Matthews Barkov decision which I actually made he combined Iserman and Poyle into one man yeah so I decided not to make a decision basically okay but it is his house it is his and house and we do want to get out of this quiet room and Steve Iser Poyle is probably somehow in the title of our podcast this week it, it's, yeah it will be I don't know how yet. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm going to edit this and post it but whatever 
Okay, so lines. All right. Everybody have their lines? Yes. I have my lines. Oh, you mean of this? Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Right. No, this is a family okay. podcast, Jamie. Uh, I was just talking about hockey. I don't know what you're talking about. No, that's what I was talking about, too. We're good. Top line. Somebody else read it because I have no voice. Uh, Marshawn McDavid Kucherov. That's our top line. Yeah. So we're not – I mean, I don't think any of us think Marshawn's the best left wing in the league. It was just more that you could pair him with – I'm going to pour some water now. Would this be a bad thing on the podcast? No, I think you're far, far enough away from the mic. Go ahead. Uh, that's terrible. I immediately regret saying you could do that, <laughs> especially if you drink it on the podcast. So – if I glug it, yeah. it's a gargle. I can just pause the podcast if you really can't uh, go on any longer. These I mean, are my simple but, pleasures, right? But, but we we definitely consider sound quality. <laughs> That's we spent forty five minutes to my glass now. So. Forty five minutes debating if we should put the listeners through the sound quality so Jamie and Craig didn't have to get up in the morning. And uh, that's yeah. Actually, you drank that water very silently. Nice work. Yeah, we really didn't. It wasn't much of a debate. It was either. Mine and Jamie's convenience or the listeners, and we came to a decision pretty yeah. quickly. <laughs> I want the listeners to know I fought for you. Not very hard. And I'm going to be this the one. This is his computer. I'm going to be the one trying to make the uh, audio sound better, too, yeah, at 3 in the morning. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but we, we did consider playing style a little bit when it came to these lines, which is why we have Marshawn on the top line there with McDavid Kucherov. Yeah. I mean, great great two-way player. Yeah. Second line might be your favorite, Luke. You want to say, tell everybody what no, it is? No, I like the – well, what is you the second line? The third line? Oh, well, Our second line is Leon Dreisaitl, Nathan McKinnon, and Miko Ratnan. We want to keep McKinnon and Ratnan together. I think that makes sense. But we don't want Dreisaitl and McDavid together for some reason. No. Okay. Uh, they've seen enough of each other. Yeah. yeah. They really shouldn't play together. Well, they've – They won't in Edmonton, I predict. They don't win ever when they play together, so let's split them up a little bit. Um, what – team do we have the most representation from on here? Do we know? Because we have um, two Oilers. Yeah, we have two Oilers. Two Oilers, two Penguins, two Lightning, two, two Sharks. Flames. It's like a, a, an eight-team league Two here. Sharks, two Lightning, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Drysdale, McKinnon, and Rotten. We, we have two Florida Panthers. So did we not look at half the league? Apparently not. Okay. Two Capitals. <laughs> uh, the third line. This Which, is your, honestly this is could be line. the first line. This is the line that like you make in video games. Ovechkin, Crosby, and Kane. Yeah, just because Ovechkin and Crosby need to be playing together, I would actually still have this as the second line, but that's fine. Especially if Kane is is really considered the best skill guy in the league. I still think Crosby's the second best player, and he's not that far from McDavid. And I still think Ovechkin's the best goal scorer. So that would still be my second line. Yeah, you're still rolling three lines anyway. Yeah, it's yeah. equal minutes, so. I'd pay good money to watch. You cut minutes for the fourth line. Well, here they are. Not good enough. No, Johnny Gaudreau, Austin Matthews, Mark Stone. It's kind of the guys that were left over on this. Matthews and Stone could fight over who gets to shoot. Yeah. How many of these guys do you think are going to end up in the Hall of Fame out of those twelve forwards? Um, Three of them are locks already. Well, McDavid too. Well, the the whole third line is going to Hall of Fame. Yeah. Like we know that. Um, McDavid, consider if he continues this this trajectory, he's going to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. He would go right now. He'd give up. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. Most uh, of these guys are going. Yeah. Most that, of that's cra- I mean, that's just crazy to think that there's that yeah. many Hall of Famers in the NHL right now. And I know you guys hate John Tavares for no reason, but he's a Hall of Famer, and so yeah. is Kenny Malkin. Yeah. John You'd agree Malkin's a Hall of Famer? Not even a question. I know he's not one of the top 100 players, according to whoever voted on that idiotic list. <laughs> yeah, it's not even a question. <laughs> but, so I mean, that's crazy. There's that many future mm-hmm. Hall of Famers in the league at the same time. Unlike the... Uh, what, late 90s, early 2000s when New Jersey was winning cups and there was like one Hall of Famer in the NHL. Okay. Defense. Well, there was no goals back then. That's true. <laughs> Victor Hedman, Eric Carlson. 
Discuss. That's quite a pair. Well, yeah, I mean, you have, you have somebody, the best all-around defenseman with the best offensive defenseman. Yeah. It's Lars Carlson and protecting Eric Carlson. Yeah, and that, that works for our second pairing as well. You would think, uh, I mean, they can play together on Sweden too. Yeah, it's pretty good. You would think. think. Uh, Roman Yossi and Brent Burns. Yeah. Yossi to make up for Burns wandering down the ice. Oh. Yeah, but hey, if you want to wander down the ice and score 80 points, and he can wander down points, the ice yeah. and score 80 Nine points. more points than any other defenseman in the league last year. Yeah, we couldn't. We were trying to figure out a way to get Seth Jones on this team, but we couldn't it's pull tough. Brent Burns it's off. It's just hard when, you're, when a guy's getting more than a point per game as a defenseman. It's hard to leave him off the team. I do think Seth Jones is going to be a Norris finalist yeah. in the next yes. few years. Me too. But he kind of took a dip last year. It's, it's a, two years ago, it was a lot better for him, actually. Uh, Mark Giordano and John Carlson on that third line because Giordano just won the Norris and we yeah. had to appease Jamie. So that's a pretty good pretty good uh, third I like, I like when you appease me. And then uh, we gave the nod to Ben Bishop. So yeah. we have decided, I guess, as a podcast that Ben Bishop is the best goal in the NHL. Now that I say it out loud, I, I don't like it. Earlier. This is a I'm platoon sure. situation. So. Bishop and Bob oh, okay. yeah. So like 41-41? Maybe. Maybe a little less than that. Okay. For Bobrovsky. All right. Ben Bishop's numbers over the last two plus yeah. seasons have been unbelievable. If I he mean, if he had played more games last season, I would not have had any problem at all with honoring him. I just you, you need to play. You need to get to the fifty game mark, in my opinion, to be yeah. a, a, a to win an award to ben, be the a trophy. But yeah, his career is going to be interesting to look back on because when he retires, his numbers are going to be. Really, really good, and no one's going to even think about him as the elite player that he lists his numbers indicate mm. he's been. And again, this is best players right now. I mean, if you're going all time, it would be Lundqvist and Price probably. But well, they're still playing. Guys, yeah, yeah. Mm. but yeah, uh, yeah. all time okay. that are still playing. Still like active, if this was yeah. a career achievement or whatever, but it's not. So yeah, so that's our team, and I like it. Put I together by uh, Steven Iserpoil. Steven Iserpoil. Yeah. So what do you, what do you guys think? Tweet at us. And tell us why I'm right and Luke's wrong about things. We agreed on all. Yeah, everything. who did we leave off that you think belongs on this team? And we'll we'll uh, put the entire team out so you guys can look it over again, in case you've forgotten these. Yeah, but we we hope you listen to the whole podcast and you can just keep going back and listening. Yeah, just keep over listening over. over. Yeah, and, and tell your friends and uh, rate and review and yeah. tweet your John Tavares support to Luke. So the main guys we left off were Tavares, Malkin, Shifley, Panarin, Marner, Pasternak, Wheeler, Seth Jones, Pecorine. Those are the main names that got yeah. left off. Um, Damn good team there, too. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. Shifley is just continues. I mean, he can't crack this lineup, obviously, but I still think one of the most underrated players yeah. in the NHL. And apparently John Tavares is, too, because, again, going back to episode one of this show. Who are you, who are you kicking off, Matthews? No, I'm fine. But I'm just I'm I, saying. It's I, well, I would have had Tavares. I don't know. Over Matthews? No. Okay. It would have been Bergeron or Barkov. Okay, so it would have been a sub. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I think the top the top three are very clear, especially with what McKinnon's done the last two years. And I don't – again, I think Matthews we haven't even seen his best yet. He could easily score 50 goals this and year. I think that's – part of it is projecting what you think he's going to do this coming year. But also he's never gone under 30 goals in his first three years, and he's missed some decent amount of time. Wow. Uh, Sasha Barkov's 23. That still surprises me how young, points how young Sasha Barkov is. Remember when he was like semi-in trade rumors a little bit? Crazy. If he was ever in legitimate trade rumors, 30 other teams should have been offering pretty much anything on their roster for him. Uh, do you have the pre-questions, Jamie? Yes, I do. Do you want to do that or do we want to do the team total things? Or are we going to do that together? That's one of the questions. questions. Yeah, so just read that. So Vegas totals are out. This is from uh, 
Chris Faciana on Twitter. At Twitter. 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 Just Twitter. Watch, hit me up on Twitter. Biggest totals are out. Who are your top three overs and unders in terms of point totals for the season? So, I don't have... Do you want to, you want to go through all of these? Or no, do you I think you should just answer the question, Jim. Because I have no idea what I'm talking about. Which is a common refrain. But. <laughs> All right, well, so I'm, I'm going to start with the one that's a clear under for me. The Colorado, the Colorado right. Avalanche. Ah, uh, you've ruined it. So, well, Say you it. didn't completely ruin it. Here, I, let me just give for context the, the top teams according to Vegas for next year, okay? So the way the over-under on, on point totals works is they they project a, a regular season point total, and you have to go over-under. Tampa Bay is projected for the most with 108.5. What did they have last year, like 130? I think they had 130, didn't they? they what, did they get to 130? Or 128. Yeah. So I mean, this—they're projecting basically 20 less. You have to—you have to go over or under. The top five teams are Tampa at 108 and a half, Vegas at 103 and a half, Toronto way too low at 102 and a half, Colorado at 100 and a half. Oh, Jamie. <laughs> And Boston, and, and Boston, but we really uh, only so, care about Colorado. So hard under on the Avalanche. Yeah. I, I, I have, to, I somebody's going to have to explain to me how the Colorado Avalanche not only got better, which I don't think they did, got significantly better. This team didn't even win forty games last year. Yeah, the Coyotes won more games in Colorado. Uh, and this blue line got worse. I, I don't understand the Colorado love. Like, do you think or was it Jonas Donskoy they signed and uh, Andre Burakovsky hasn't been a, a star second line player they for anybody? So I get get why they added those players. They but they lose Kerfoot. Yeah, they lost Kerfoot. I don't. Kadri's th- a fine player, but I don't think he's a, a second line center. At least one that you would th- call one of the better second line centers in the game. Do I need to get like a snowball to throw or something? What, what is my Luke is clutching his duck. Right? Yeah. It's just it's, it's a scary it's comfort duck right this now. Is is Jackie's going on? first show and okay. Jamie's over there yelling. And I, I don't arms. I don't understand this. I don't understand all this love for the Avalanche. So that's a clear under. This is my favorite storyline of the year. Every time Colorado wins, I'm going to enjoy the me anger. versus the Avalanche. Yes, you versus the Avalanche. <laughs> Uh, By the way, we have like 700 questions. Yeah, so I just do. Under them, I, I'll, I'll take we, the under. We may the, go better, we, like deeper into this question next week yeah. just because we just pulled this question up. It's kind of hard to pull it off the top of my head. But I, as much as I like Colorado, I don't like them as much as most people. 100 and a half is no. pretty high. Take that, I'm going to take the under at 88 and a half for the Canucks as well. I think they're going to be Canucks? Yeah, at 88 and a half. I'm, well, take I'm taking under. the under there big time. Yeah, so am I. I uh, don't don't love that. Uh, one we should talk about just give, given our proximity. Well, I'd, I'd still take the over on Tampa at one hundred eight and a half, probably. Probably, but Actually, that's not fun. And no, but the one that I uh, seriously do one hundred two and a half for Toronto. Yeah, that's too low. It is. That's, that's way too. Um, they Coy- had a good offseason. Coyotes. Yes, ninety one and a half. Thoughts. It's just about right. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to make the playoffs. We all think they're going to make the playoffs. They, they're going to have to go over that. So I guess I would have to take the slight over. But, I mean, you can't go too far over. Otherwise, you're getting in that 100-point territory. And Which I don't think they're that type of team yet. No. But I do think the Coyotes are going to be – we talked about this in the past. I think they're going to be improved. Not as much – like, this is what I think is going to happen with the Coyotes. They're going to make the playoffs. They're going to finish around 94-ish points or whatever, and everybody's going to point to Phil Kessel and say that's why. And I don't think that's going to be why no, they make no, the they're playoffs. Going to they're going to, there's so many factors that are going to play into yes. it. But, you know, to, to get back to your point about the point totals, three teams in the West made the playoffs with 93 or fewer points. The West is not great. No. Past no. Those, it's, it's not great anywhere, to be honest. I think you might be able to make it with 91 points. 
I don't know. That's that need to be higher. Well, that, that would be that would be good. Well, the West is really leveled out. Like the top yeah. is as the top is down. coming down a little bit. The bottom is raising up a little bit. Like to me, if you're looking at like the Oilers at 85 and a half with the Canucks at 88 and a half, I think the Oilers. Yeah, I, I like the Oilers said a lot more than the Canucks. Probably too low on the to Oilers. To your point about the the top coming down a little bit, Winnipeg and San Jose could both take a step back this year. So you're bringing two more teams back to yeah. the pack. I don't this think Nashville's be, is good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nashville's window may be yeah. gone too. I don't know. St. Louis, they have at ninety six and a half, having just won the cup. Um, Edmonton. I mean, that's kind of where I expect. That's kind of where I expect them to be this year. Prior to them not playing the first two months of the season, but I definitely do not expect the Blues to repeat. I just, no, no. I wish that was a bet. The West isn't good. It's, um, not, it's not bad, but there's not a great not team in the good. West. There's, there's yeah, not, not a great team. team in the West. I thought the night the Golden Knights had a chance at some point, but they didn't do enough in this off season to be to like. No, that's the clear favorite. Like they're the favorite in the West, but. I think I'd still go Vegas and maybe I want to see Winnipeg play a few games. They still yeah, have Liney and, and Liney and Shifley. Look, if, if they get a better season from like Liney, yeah. you've had a really, that guy really rough that we season. Left off the team. Oh, yeah, yeah. Liney had a rough season last year, so I mean, if, if, if he bounces back and is a forty-five, fifty goal scorer, it makes up a little bit. But that blue line got a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Edmonton had seventy-nine points last year without Tippett and with Lucic. I, it wouldn't shock me if they jumped seven I, points. I, I kind of like the over in that one, eighty-five and a half. Um, and just for the sake of Filling this out, the lowest over under is Ottawa at sixty eight and a half. <laughs> can you can you name five players on Ottawa right now? It's Brady Kachuk, Nikita Zaitsev, Thomas Shabbat, um, Craig Anderson. So that wasn't a rhetorical question. We're actually going to do this. <laughs> it's very late to be naming senators on a Sunday night. <laughs> Ottawa senators. Uh, I'm just trying can to figure out. Uh, okay, can you name five U.S. senators? That's not game? what this is about. We should move on before the questions overrun us. Hold on, there's another one. Now. Is there? Is there more popping up? <laughs> just well, let me let me get to the last pre-question. It, before. It's 10:40 on Sunday night, and people me, are still asking. Let me get this to question. the last uh, pre-question before our. The, our the Kings are the other lowest one at 74 yeah, and a half. Anaheim at 80 and a half. Okay. okay. Speaking of former Kings, uh, this is from Chris and Phoenix. This is at Craig. Uh, oh. Chance, you think Coyotes could sign Justin Williams? Above or below 25%. Or well, maybe like a better that. question, should they try to sign him for that money using L- the LTIR for Hosts' cap hit? <sighs> Discuss. Discuss. I don't know the chances. Honestly, I haven't asked about Justin Williams, so I can't answer that with any anything more than conjecture. Um, I think they need another scoring winger. The guy keeps putting up points. It's, it's still, is, is he going to be 38 this year? And he had, he had over 50 points last year with Carolina, didn't he? Yeah, he's still producing. I mean, it's it's obviously a, a short term signing. You're, you're looking to sign the guy to a one year contract, but I guess it's it, it, yeah, you have to use LTIR. Obviously, what what are you talking about? I just I typed in Justin Williams to get his age. Yeah, and I had typed in Justin. Care to guess who the top four Justins Bieber. are? Bieber's one. Trudeau. No. no. Oh. Bieber, Verlander, Timberlake, Timberlake is oh. third. We could sit here until the Ottawa Senators are good at hockey and you wouldn't get the fourth Justin that pops up. Um, Justin Long. Who? who? Justin Williams should pop up before Justin Long. Anyway, carry on. I just thought that was very important. You definitely broke my train of thought. I didn't say anything. I mean, what do you guys think of it? Uh, Justin Williams signing. It's a one-year signing to add scoring if you... There are no bad one-year deals. He's a player that could help you in the postseason. That's not if... 
but I don't know if he really addresses your need. Like, what, what is he? What is his goal scoring potential at this stage of his career? At twenty three last year, yeah, um, but you could find twenty goals out there. Like you can't. I, well, they didn't have any last year. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody else can find twenty goals out there. And if you ever got to a game seven, yeah, then you're set. Uh, he's broken twenty three the last four years. It's ridiculous. I don't know. I mean, is he is he thirty seven, thirty eight? He'll be thirty nine on October first. October fourth. I'm sorry. So, I mean, again, it's, it, it'd be a fine signing. I mean, if you're just telling me he plays more than your, I wouldn't sign him for five million dollars or whatever. Host no. this thing is, but no, no. All right, you want to get? We get, just got three more. There's a lot. So, do you want to explain the genesis of the tweet that you had Jamie send out from the account? Well, we 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 were debating whether we were going to record this podcast tonight, and one of our issues was we hadn't sent out a tweet asking for questions. So we decided to test you all to see if you would actually be paying attention to us at 9.30 on a Sunday night and now 10.45 on a Sunday night to see if we get enough questions to fill out the listener question portion of the podcast. Right now, it's like 23 replies it's, to the question. We just got more. Yeah. Yeah, more. More more coming. So, so I love this. I knew, I believe in you. If you asked, Luke was like, no, we're not going to get many questions. Well, like double digits. To, no, I didn't say we were going to get questions. I just wanted the audio to be better. Well, we can't do anything about that. No. The audio is going to suck. Well, no, Jamie and I I'm going to fix the audio as best I can. Okay. I'm going to lower Jamie's voice so you can barely hear it. And that'll be that. Okay. Uh, dangle Snipe Belly. I tried to get me to say Selly because I've been up for 24 hours, but I didn't. Any players around the league you expect to have breakout seasons? No. No, i oh, just <laughs> I feel like we should just stop right there. <laughs> All right. We'll talk to you next week. No. Uh, I don't know. Give me a couple players. Jamie, Craig, um, off the top of my, head. Of my head. So, yeah, you guys are the ones that wanted to do the podcast tonight. So, yeah, uh, I have to do Clayton Keller. Well, he should. Hopefully, uh, Capo Caco. Capo Caco. I would say he will have a breakout season. I don't know who's like a good, uh, like maybe has been in the league. I'm assuming this this individual is looking for a player who's maybe been in the league for a couple of years. How about Seth Jones? We were talking about earlier. Yeah, really established himself as a Norris Trophy candidate. I could, I could definitely see that. Uh, Carter Hart? Carter Hart. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah, he, Carter Hart's going to have every opportunity to s- steal the show. Uh, I'd say I'm hoping Dominic Cahoon, uh, Alex Galchenyuk. Um, let's see who else on Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Those are the only two players that are capable of doing anything mm-hmm. that they added. Brandon hey, Tanev. Hey, how about Dylan Strom? You guys remember him? Ooh, I do remember Dylan Strom. Mm-hmm. Nick Schmaltz. Nick Schmaltz. That's a good candidate. That's a good actually. one. I actually have Nick named Schmaltz a few good ones. I think he's going to get a chance to play with Kessel. Fair yeah. amount. Uh, I'd be interesting. Those two through the neutral zone. With Kraus? Were we thinking Kraus with those two? Yeah, Lawson can keep up with him. Lawson skates well he's for a big man. Fly. How about Pavel Buchnevich? If he plays on that top line, where Zibanejad and Panarin, I mean, he scored 21 goals last year. I, I don't... Yeah, he, he could be a player. I don't know if it's considered a breakout because he broke out a few years back, but Alex Galchenyuk, if he's playing with Evgeny Malkin for a full already, season, stays healthy. Him. Yeah, way to listen to the show. Yeah, I'll up. It's okay. I thought you were going to say yeah. Connor McDavid. Connor, yeah. So, it's, it's, it's better than what He could be good. Leon like, Dreisaitl yeah. might, might, uh, might really? break through Blake Wheeler. Blake Wheeler. All right, so wait. Okay, let's recap, though. Some actual ones. Seth Jones. Um, Carter Hart. Carter Hart. Nick Schmaltz is a good one. Nick Schmaltz is a good one. Butchnevich. Maybe Galchenyuk. I mean, he is going to play with Malkin if he's ever going to break yeah, out. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's he, brought, he had that 30 goal season in the past, and it's a, it's a weird one for a breakout. Maybe a post hype sleeper. That's a good one. Oh, that's, that's a good term for Alex Galchenyuk. Right. Like, that, that was a good question. I like that question. And we're going to all think of from? like some uh, dangle snipe belly. Uh, who also asked. Can I read a question? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, boy. It's from our favorite uh, oh. 
Gertrude von Lichtenstein. Oh boy. Okay. Why is JB so compelled by K-pop? <laughs> I mean, have you seen K-pop? <laughs> Are you a BTS fan? Boy, they nailed that question perfectly. Gertrude, you've done it again. I sometimes uh, get mistaken for a K-pop singer. I can no. be one of I can be one of those like five guys that are just randomly on the stage. My daughters have BTS clothing. You want me to go get some for you? I, I think, he I think they're ready to so. move on from it. Actually, well, are so. they? <laughs> and Jamie's they're ready. fourteen and twelve. Hey. Yeah, well, he's not. What there color yet. should I dye my hair? Pink, pink, or like bright blue? Mm. Uh, back to Dangle Snipe Belly. Okay, we're back. Who would win a fight between Mike Ditka and a Hurricane? But the name of the Hurricane is Hurricane Ditka. I, I would go Hurricane Ditka. Hurricane Ditka? Yeah. Yeah, I'd go with Hurricane Ditka, yeah. too. I can't believe I'm answering that question. <laughs> this is what happens when you ask for questions at 10 o'clock on a Sunday That's night. That's true. That's uh, true. At first, I thought the I hurricane... I mean, natural disasters are a pretty tough opponent. Well, but I thought it was a Carolina hurricane until they specified Hurricane Ditka, and that really cleared things up. I'm not sure Mike Ditka's beating up many people at this stage. Probably not. I don't know that. Uh, Seth, which hockey family would you rather have on your make-believe team? Example, the Stalls, the McGinns, the McGinns, the Bens, the Kachucks, the Subans, etc. You can do all-time or current, just trying to fuel the conversation. Well, thanks, Seth. I'm glad uh, more than well, just me I, is trying to fuel I, the conversation. Personally, I go with the Reinhardts. <laughs> you can have the Reinhardts. I'm going to go with the Sutters because there's more of them. There's a thousand They're very physical. Uh, I think the answer <laughs> One of them too much. So. Pretty clearly is Kachuk. Would we? Mm, it's, it's the Kachucks. Yeah. Keith Kachuk, Brady Kachuk, Matthew Kachuk. It's I mean, the Kachucks. Yeah. Uh, Subban's potentially. We really haven't seen Malcolm or Jordan. Play I mean, much I mean yet. Malcolm's got a little bit of a little bit of games under his belt. Jordan, I don't think Jordan's gonna be anything more than a depth defenseman. The Bens, you just mean Jamie Ben and then Jordy, Jordy Ben and, is like yeah. there kind of. Yeah. I mean Jordy Ben's made it okay in a general conversation. Yeah. Is there anybody It's the Kachucks. Yeah, is there anybody else even that I mean I guess the Gretzkys, the I would Malonis? take Wayne I'd be willing to take Wayne Gretzky and his brothers. Keith. If you got me Wayne. Uh, I'm still going with the Sutters. Okay. Yeah, if you combine all of the Gretzkys you get the best Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How many Sutters have played in the league now? It's insane. Is it ninety three? Yeah, maybe. Whole team, you have a whole roster. Mm. Kachucks would just get tired. That's true. Be out there the whole time. Uh, let's see. Oh, this is kind of nice. Coach East Jack wrote in, how about streaming your podcast and posting them on YouTube? Maybe start your own YouTube channel. Well, thanks for the support, Coach East Jack. And then Tony James, who responded to him and said, I bet Jamie has the perfect pace, face for a podcast. I've always been told I had a face for radio. So. <laughs> Not even for a podcast in this case. I'm going to like that one from the show account. <laughs> George wrote in. George, who, by the way, sent us Jackie. In lieu of a good question, please talk about the word Ferda. <laughs> we'll, ju- we'll just talk about the duck instead. Uh, we'll talk about the duck. How about uh, the nonsense question? That wasn't the nonsense question? No. The nonsense question was, which one of you beautiful bastards wants I haven't to seen this. help out a random Scottish Yields fan to attend a game this season with Phil the Thrill? I will repay pay you in haggis and Loch Ness monster stories. Oof. Isn't it haggis from a listener like, in Glasgow. Either of you have any Scottish in you? No, no I'm almost all Italian. Italian. Yeah. You don't have any Scottish in you? No Scottish. Why do you play the bagpipes every time I see you? Then? Oh, yeah. It's just a hobby. Oh, okay. Well, that would explain why you're not very good at them. Um, Adam wrote in. The answer to that question is Luke, by the way. So at Luke Lipinski on Twitter. Yeah, at Luke Lipinski. I don't ask him, for, ask him for free tickets too. Haggis is like dragons. The stomach, isn't it? It's yeah, disgusting. Since you're doing all time teams, what would your all time coyote starting six be? Now we're not going to answer this yet. We are not. No, because, that's a good In one. fact, there's a, uh, a website you may be familiar with called The Athletic. Uh, and we'll be releasing our all-time teams next week. 
But I would say next week for the show, Jamie and I should come up with them too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. After just to counter what I put out. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Say it was wrong. You can talk too. Yeah. But, but, but you, you can say it. what I chose was wrong. Oh yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let's be honest. It's the only reason we're, we're, we're all going to. Yeah. Okay. We're all going to forget Got it. by then anyway. Yeah. So it's not no sure. one will read it. Yeah. Either. Next week's podcast is going to be like eleven days from now. Yeah. It is, isn't it? Let's yeah. record it right after this one. One two. <laughs> oh um, no. Oh, and by the way, so I think it was Rose Ford that asked us when we were going to start our previews. As we figured it out, we're going to give you a little different format. We're going to do a division by division, so we'll probably start in the first week of September. So there you go. And we'll do a Coyotes one separate. Yeah, yes. we'll, we'll break out the Coyotes separately. But last year we did this. We did we did two weeks on each division. We're just going to do one week on each division that right. way. So each episode more palatable. Be, yeah, and I don't. Maybe we'll have. Well, I'm sure we'll have a guest or two, depending mm-hmm. on who the most compelling teams are. Yeah, they'll probably also work for the Athletic. Because you know, we are, we know who will. Re- Pat wrote in who will regret the Lucic Neal trade. When more. you guys book the guests, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. you don't want me to book guests. <laughs> That's true. I right. think we should spend a lot of time on the Central Division though, because the Coyotes are going to be in that division soon. So. Um. Should I read Pat's question again, or were you guys actually? I didn't hear what you said. Who will regret the Lucic Neal trade more? And then uh, 19 Yoke wrote back Alberta. (laughs) Yes, but somebody stole my response the other day when somebody asked who lost this trade. I can't decide who lost this trade, and I said Alberta. Oh, that's a good answer. Uh, Calgary. Too bad. Calgary will definitely. Yeah, Calgary will. I I don't see any chance Lucic turns things around. He's not an NHL regular anymore. Yeah, Um, but I'm glad he had that talk with Jerome McGinley. So he was confident he could go there. Whatever the hell that means. Um, it's just a two and a half year slump. Sorry, I yeah, say that louder. Yeah, for our feel, audio quality. Feel free to whisper just away from the Just a two and a half year slump. Uh, Cattell, All-Star Game, 19 starter. Higher or lower than 10% that Hayton and Soderstrom on the roster at some point this season. Sorry, it was the best I could come up with while on the spot. Wow, I like I, that he took it upon himself. I, I to come think up there's the a better chance that Hayton and Soderstrom are on the Coyotes roster next year than Cattell Marte makes another All Star game. Ooh, really? Yeah. Wow. That's that's. I, I, I think. I mean, Hayton seems. Hayton's going to be. It's going to give be given every opportunity. Soderstrom's not going to be on the roster, and Soderstrom won't be. Well, but I guess the question is, Ball. would Soderstrom play a game at any point next season? That's I, really. I guess if he's in the A, he will. But if he goes back to Sweden, yeah. no. So neither one of you answered higher or lower there's than ten percent. There's no expansion coming to Stockholm, right? I didn't miss no. that. I'll say higher than ten percent. Oh wow! Yeah. What's your okay. Cattell Marte All Star? Uh, about like five percent. Really? I don't. I don't think this is real. Nor do I think Eduardo Escobar's season is real. But do you don't want me to talk about the D backs anymore? So next question. Uh, <laughs> well, there's a lot of best a Arizona beer. Uh, I'm partial to Lifter. That uh, have a vice and that they didn't have enough of. I don't think it's an Arizona beer. No, it's not. That's a, a beer in Arizona. No, you know, I like Four Peaks uh, Oatmeal Stout. Actually, mm. I'm a big fan of that beer. Um, the puck stops here. Any thoughts on the new Twitter layout? Personally, sucks. not crazy about it. Looks too much like Facebook. I, I hate it. It but sucks. It, hate it as well. It's weird. It, it didn't hit our show's Twitter page until like this week. It hit my personal Twitter page in we, April. Yeah, it's, I've had it on my own for a while, but not every page has it. But yeah, it sucks. I like personally that you can't go back to the old format either. I like that you can't actually use it. Uh, I yeah, like how it's completely great. unuser friendly. It is. It is user unfriendly. Yeah, it's fine on the phone though. Yeah, but. I mean, uh, Dan writes in. This may or may not be a real question. Well, we'll determine that, Dan. With a new owner slash advocate, is there a chance the move to the central would be reversed? 
It is, after all, one of the NHL's stupidest ideas, <laughs> along with white road jerseys, right, Luke? Well, Dan, you're right on that one. Uh, yeah. I would say the white road jerseys are even worse than this central moving idea. I would say there's a chance. It's it's tough to convince the league and all the owners that the Coyotes aren't the team to move, but there's a chance. I, I think there are better plans out there. I've lived, I think we've all laid we're out better plans. We're talking about the show. Yeah. But we'll see. It's a terrible idea. I agree with you there. But I would I would call it a slim chance. Uh, Rhonda wrote in. Don't have a question, but I think I might have found Luke's duck. Well, I'm holding my duck. Sorry, right Rhonda. One week too late, but appreciate the effort. Although, if you want to continue to send random ducks to Luke, I'm yeah, totally I have no problem. Actually, we should probably look at it because if it's a better duck, you know, I don't think I don't think yeah. George will be offended. He can hear you. He can hear me. He actually... Jackie doesn't have ears. George actually I said just, he was unimpressed with the quack after he I just it. had oh. the earmuff, Jackie. I didn't I didn't think I'd have to earmuff him at this point. Uh, Sarah Hall wrote in, is Amanda Kessel the best Kessel, and should Chike assign her to help the scoring as well? Phil Kessel said she's the best Kessel. He did? There you go. She's really good. Um, which players on the Coyotes roster, this is from Lisa, are you most excited to see play this upcoming season? All right, so aside from Barrett Hayton, because that's the obvious answer, um... Nick Schmaltz? Yeah. Schmaltz. I want to see what he can do. Play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, Phil Kessel is an obvious answer, too. So, But, yeah, I, Nick Schmaltz, aside from the additions they made in the offseason, I think that's what everyone's looking at in terms of additions to the roster. I feel like Nick Schmaltz is an addition to the roster. He played 17 games. Yeah. I, I think that the two biggest players that will make, aside from Phil Kessel being on the team, but I think the two biggest players, even above him, that will make a difference whether this is a playoff team or not are Barrett Hayton and Nick Schmaltz. I think those are the two keys to how the how the Coyotes can improve on their team from last year. I would throw Clayton Keller into that mix, too, because yeah. he just he has back. to be better. He has to be better. I would throw, uh, just to answer Lisa's question with another name, too, I want to see what Jacob Chikrin is going yeah, to do. He had, he had a poor season. The, the la- and, I mean, he was hurt. I, he certainly has plenty of legitimate excuses for last year, but it was just like his usage towards the end of the season. Right. I just think this is an important season for Part him. Part of it, it, you want to see him stay healthy, too. You know, yeah. and look, I don't, I don't like to throw the injury-prone bug on anyone, uh, uh, the title on anyone, but he needs to stay healthy. He did, even when he came back last season, he was dealing with tendonitis in his knee a lot, so it was limiting. I get it. He's past that now. I was just told he's past that. He's not. He's pain free now. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's a big season for him. It really is. Again, this he did, started really early for a defenseman. Oh, yeah, yeah. Playing, and yeah. he's playing NHL minutes at eighteen. Like, yeah. That's almost unheard of. And guys like that, even like Aaron Ekblad, have struggled yeah. at times, even just learning their development. Also, when you this, say guys like that that played right out of their draft year as, on defense, it's just Chikrin and Ekblad. Yeah. There is there aren't anybody else. Eric Johnson. <laughs> Well, yeah, I was going to say from the last, like, decade. Uh, this could be – the Coyotes might be the most – the team that could benefit the most from nonlinear progression this year. I thought they were hurt a lot by guys last year like Clayton Keller, like Jacob Chikwin. This could be a year where they, it rebounds the other way. You got more? I do have more. Oh, okay. Uh, Brandon, do you envision Derek Stepan still on this team by the end of the year? Like by the end of – like as for next season or for this – I don't think he's going anywhere this season. I mean, is he going to be traded at the deadline? I, I don't know. I'm not Brandon. By the end of the season, yes, I think he'll be here. Okay, yeah. let's do the last one. Here. Okay. okay. Uh, Alex, disciple of Kako. <laughs> Depending on the price, would the Coyotes have interest in acquiring Chris Kreider despite being on the last year of his contract? Could a reunion with Stepan help Step bounce back? Uh, I would be all in on that. I would be all yes. in on Chris Kreider, too. Depending on the cost, obviously. Don't but. understand why the Rangers are shopping him if they really are. Yeah, I mean, they need to shed salary. They're over the cap, but that's not where I'd be looking either. No. 
All right, this went literally an hour somehow. Yeah, we did it. That's good. From Craig's garage, basically. It's yeah. the panic room. Luke. Oh, sorry. You can say the panic. Room. They don't know where it's located. That's so true. They'll never find Unless it. Unless they put a tracer on the podcast. All right, gentlemen, this was fun. Hopefully, people could hear it. If you can hear it, it's because I stayed up for an hour after this trying to fix the audio. All right, for Craig Morgan. Where's your duck? And Jamie Eisner. And Jackie the duck. Part of the family now. I'm Luke Lipinski. Thanks for listening to the Natural Hattrick Podcast. Craig, what are those shackles for?